thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. I tell you what, the Word is our help. Yes. The Word is our answer. Yeah. The Word helps us to live the best life Amen. as long as it can get our cooperation right. and our faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. We've been looking at something because the Spirit of God told me to spotlight in these episodes something that we find in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. And it reads this, Surely he has borne our griefs yes. and carried our sorrows. Yes. The Amplified says, Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Um, in looking at this, of course, it certainly, it certainly refers to healing. Yes. But it also refers to other aspects of our Christian life. That's right. And when he says he has borne our griefs and sorrows, he's not just talking about events that brought grief right. and events that brought sorrow, but what about decisions of our life that brought grief? What about missed steps when we should have gone a different direction and it brought us sorrow because we missed it? So this is what he wanted me to emphasize in these broadcasts that we've been doing recently. And that is to get people to recognize recognize um, that you're free from regrets of your past, free from sorrows of your past, free from shame of your past, free from embarrassment of your past. Anything that would cause you grief or sorrow, he paid for. And um, most of us have things of our past that we wish we could undo, redo, but his blood did not eat. God did not even tell us to go back and change it. He didn't even try to change it. He just cleansed it. Just cleanse it. Amen. How, how brilliant, how genius. Just clean it away. Amen. We're not flippant about the price that it took to cleanse it, but we certainly have faith in the price of Jesus's blood that was shed. Amen. His blood was enough for your past. More than enough for your past. His blood was more than enough for your misses, your mistakes, your sins, your faults, your failures, your weakness, what you're not, all that, all that. Amen. And we need to, instead of making much of what we've done wrong, we need to make much of what the blood made right. Amen. Praise the Lord. First uh, John 1, 9, we've looked at that. If we, if we confess our sin, that's our part. Confess it. When we miss it, confess it. Tell God, I missed it. And the quicker you do, the, the quicker you close the door to the opportunity of the enemy to get in. 
So don't, don't be coerced. Don't make God have to deal with you and the Spirit of God deal with you and deal with you and deal. Just be quick to repent. Yes. Faith is quick to repent. Yes. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Yes. Look at that, cleanse us. Yes. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We couldn't still be having it hanging around and it be cleansed. Right. That's right. He cleanses us. Uh, we need to hold to these verses, become skillful with these verses in Isaiah chapter 53 and, and 1 John 1, 9. I'm cleansed. Jesus bore it. He carried my sorrow. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking that, the regrets of my past to bed with me anymore and letting them sleep with me on my pillow. Not doing it anymore. Not waking up in the middle of the night and, and remind myself. I don't care how long ago of the past. I don't care how recent in the past. Amen. Why? Because the blood of Jesus makes it as though we never missed it. So what's that mean? We're authorized to forget it. We're authorized to not think about it again. And this is one of the things that the Spirit of God wanted me to bring up, to bring out is because there is, there has to be a spiritual skill of recognizing where our thought life is going. Recognize that, wait a minute, I'm rehearsing and regurgitating and rehashing and repeating all of my past and what I should have done wrong. And I can't reconcile it mentally and I can't reconcile it through my emotions. Only the blood can deal with that. The blood dealt with it. It's enough for it. We're going on. We're going on. (laughs) Um, I've been in conversations where, uh, been around people who have, you know, they had struggles of the past. They had difficult things that happened in their life. And it's like, I have heard this conversation for two years. Can we get us something fresh? You know, it's been stated and rehashed from every direction. And then it ran, went around the mountain, ran around the back of the mountain, said it from that way, went to the side, the other side, the front, the top, up halfway and said it. From, I've heard all those angles. I've heard all those angles. Let, let's get something fresh going on around here. But many people have bad mental habits. Those are just bad mental habits. Trying to deal with things through the mind when it took the blood to deal with it. Your mind can't deal with it. He bore our griefs. Why? Because we couldn't. You cannot bear in your mind what it took divine power to deal with. It took the Godhead to deal with it, with our past, with our grace, with our sorrow. It took the Godhead to deal with it. Your mind can't handle it. Your mind can't bear it. That's why he bore it. Your emotions can't process it and and bear it. That's why he bore it. Meaning this, you're free. You're free. Well, Pastor Nancy, you're just making light of it. No, his blood made light of it. His blood was so all-conquering mm-hmm. that yes, yeah. his, your, your mistake is not bigger and greater than his blood. Right. Let's give his blood more credit than our mistakes. Yes. Then we also looked at 1 Peter 2, 24. Mm-hmm. It reads this, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes she were healed. Look at the three things that are, that are spoken of. Sin, righteousness, healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sin, righteousness, healing. Look at the order. 
there's a divine order in that verse. Sin, mm -hmm. he dealt with the sin problem, made us righteous. Yes. Now healing's no issue. Right. Healing's no struggle. Yes. Healing is no difficulty. Yes. Why? Because righteousness is spoken of before healing because we have to walk in our righteousness if we're going to receive our That's healing. Right. Many times this is where people are struggling. They're, they're, they've not established themselves in righteousness, but they're trying to believe for healing. And it's a struggle because every time they go to believe for healing, they're, they're thinking of what they're not, where they missed it, what they, what they failed at, their mistakes. And all of that is crippling their hand of faith. And you have to have a hand, a strong hand of faith to lay hold of the healing that's yours. Establish yourself in righteousness and healing will be an easy flow. Forget the past. Lay down the past yes. under the blood. I'm not going to rehearse it. I'm not going to bring yes. it into my present anymore. Amen. 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 And, and we were looking at this phrase uh, on the previous episode in 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Look at that. That we being dead to sin. Right. We're dead to sin. Right. We're dead to the memory of sin. Yes. We're dead to the memory of our past. Yes. We're, it's a dead thing to us. Right. No wonder you struggle mm -hmm. carrying around a dead thing. Right. Talking about a dead thing. Every conversation circled around a dead thing. Once we've repented of where we missed it, it's a dead thing. Amen. And we're dead to it and it's dead to us. Amen. Don't let a dead thing push you around anymore. Don't let a dead thing lead your life. Amen. Listen, we've all, we have to gain skill with this. Uh, because we live with ourselves, We know where we missed it. And when you're sincere and you have a heart for God and you don't want to, you don't want to displease God. None of us want to displease God. But when, if we miss it, the devil will, I mean, he will push on that point because he knows it hurts our spirit to, to think we displease God. So he pushes on that. So that's why we have to have skill. Yes. Uh, nope, I, I, I confess that. I, re, I receive forgiveness and cleansing for that. It's a dead issue. I'm dead, dead to issue. that sin. Yes. Right. And that sin is dead to me. Yes. Yes. Um, oh my goodness, years ago now, one day, I don't know if you've ever done it. Maybe I'm the only guilty party sitting around here who ever, had ever done this. But um, it, it was just at one point, I just kept missing it. I'm talking about in my spiritual life. I'm not talking about going out and committing some natural sin out here, but in my spiritual life, I was kept missing it at a certain point. And then you get disappointed with yourself, you know, right? Um, and, and if you're not careful, you'll turn in upon yourself. But I, I, was, I was repenting to God. I had repented to God about it. And then I missed it again. And I go, God... I know you have to be tired of listening to me repent because I'm tired of saying it. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? Oh, yes. more, more so things I had omitted to do. <laughs> things I should have done, weaknesses, faults, whatever, yeah. however you categorize it. And I had repented again. And uh, then I picked up a book and I was just going to study and I was maybe two or three minutes into reading the book and all of a sudden I had the sense to get on my knees. Mm -hmm. And I, right there by my chair, I just, I put the book down, I got down on my knees and the moment my knees hit the floor, Jesus was standing in front of me. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's why I had the sense to get yeah. on my knees. Why? Because um, when he's present, reverence comes in the room. Yes. A sense of reverence. Yes. And when my knees hit the floor and you say, did you see him? No, I knew it by word of knowledge. I knew where he was standing. I heard exactly what he said. Yeah. And um, he said to me these words, you have failed many, many times. And I, when he said that, I thought, I am so glad I'm not, that he's not the first one to bring this up. I'm so glad I, I brought this up first. I don't want to have him bring it up because if he's bringing it up, that means I should have, right? And so when he said, you have failed many, many times, um, but he didn't leave me there. Mm-hmm. And when he said this, it did not push me down. That's good. Yes. There was not a sense of oppression mm-hmm. with those words. Mm-hmm. He said, you have failed many, many times, but he didn't leave me there. He said, but I never have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what did he do? He flipped from talking about me to talking about him. Yes. Yes. Ah. That was my problem. I was talking about me instead of, I was focused on me instead of focused on him. So he, he, he picked up where I left off and flipped it to where I should have gone. He said, you have failed many, many times, but I never have. He wasn't trying to show the great difference between him and me with that statement. He wasn't putting a great divide between us. Listen to the rest. He said, you have failed many, many times, but I never have. So I share my success with you. In other words, I'm authorized to focus on who I am in him instead of who I am in my flesh. Who I am in the natural. My success stems from I'm one with him. The success that's his, he made mine. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to equal him in success because I never could. That's true. Yes. That's what righteousness is. His success shared with us. It's amazing. Think of that. So he said this. You have failed many, many times, but I never have. So I share my success with you. When he said what? He said, I share my success. He's talking about success in God's definition of success. You know what man calls success is not always what God calls success, right? What man calls success is something they can measure out here. What God calls success is something that stems from the life of God on the inside. Amen. 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 Think about it. God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost Mm -hmm. have never failed at anything they've ever done. Now, you say, well, what about Adam? That wasn't God's failure. Yes. That was Adam's failure. Yes. Um, Many times people will, if I could say this, fall into a way of thinking of accusing God of failing them. When something goes wrong, 
Mm-hmm. Well, God, this person did this to me or they did that to mm-hmm. me. How could yeah. you let that happen? Yeah. He didn't let it happen. The person did. Right. The person who That's did right. it to you yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Not God. God. God's not participating in anything that hurts or injures anybody. That's right. But people take what other people did and accuse God with it. He has been falsely accused Mm -hmm. in the courts of earth more than any, any other person. But God has never failed at anything he's done. Jesus has never failed. The Holy Ghost has never failed us. He's never failed any human. He's never failed in any aspect of his omnipotence. Never failed. So when he says, I share my success with you. That's a never failing success. Wow. He attributes his success as our success. Yes. When he looks at us, he doesn't see the natural. He sees who we are in him. Now, if you want to live days of heaven on earth, you have to see yourself in him instead of seeing yourself in you. Amen. Amen. Paul in writing, he said, I know a man in Christ. Mm -hmm. He talked about going to heaven, the experience he had of going to heaven. He worded it, I know a man in Christ, but theologians all all agree he was referring to himself. He said, I know a man in Christ. He often referred to himself as in him, in Christ. Why? Because he knew he was a better man in him than yes. out of him. That's right. He was a better man in Christ than he yes. was before Christ. Yes. So who he was in Christ was more real to him than who he was in the natural. This is what God's trying to get us into the righteousness minded of who we are in him. But if our thought lives are entrenched of who we are in us, our conversations, our words are all about who we are in us, who we were in our past, what we've done. This is why we need to not be singing about our past. We need to be singing about who we are in him talking, conversations, singing, all this stuff. I don't refer to anything of the, of the past yes. other than I am in him. Yes. I'm at complete in him. Get our focus off of anything of the natural. And it's all about in him. Our success is in him. Yes. Our total success. Yes. Um, in, in us as children of God, the life of God's in there. That's right. That's the right. life of God, the nature of God, yes. the ability of God. Yes. Greater is he that's in us. The Holy Ghost, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Why would we bypass the great one to focus on the failing flesh? The failing natural side of man. In your flesh is every ingredient for failure. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in your spirit is every ingredient for success. Amen. If you talk out of the place of failure, focus on the place of failure, guess where you're headed? Failure. More failure. But if you talk out of the place of success, the place of the life of God's in me, the help of God, and I'm leaning on that life, I'm drawing on that life. 
Yes. You say that life of God is in you. What's that make a difference in? Yeah. You're going to have to draw on it. That's right. That's right. Draw on the life. Yes. Be mindful about that life. Yes. Your conversation should be full. The life of God's in me. Yes. I draw on his ability. Today I have his wisdom. Yes. I have his righteousness. Yes. I am. I, I have his sanctification. Yes. I am in him. He's in me. You can't separate one from the other. So I'm going to focus on who I am in him. And this is what he has redeemed us from grief and sorrow. So we could focus on who we are in him instead of who we are in the flesh, because who we were in the flesh has been dealt with. Now let's live out of that place. Let's let our natural man, uh, if I could say this express. Yes. What's in us, who's in us, who we are in him. Now, this is what we need to do. Um, Dad Hagen would often tell us, find the scriptures that tell you who you are in him. Through him, by these terms, in him, in Christ, through him, through Christ, by him, by Christ, these terms. <clears throat> there's a, well, in the, in the New Testament, there's well, um, I want to say almost 200 or so, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe 150, somewhere around in there. But we took and located every single one of those scriptures, wrote them out, and we posted them on our website, mm-hmm. free of charge. Mm-hmm. Just go to our website at deframeministries.org and you can download that entire scripture list. Mm-hmm. You get hold of those and you say, this is who I am. You start putting that in your mouth. You start putting that in your thought life. This is who I am. This is what I have. And this is what I can do because I'm in Christ. Three things. This is who I am. This is, this is what I have. And this is what I can do because I'm in Christ. Um, the most deeply spiritual people you're fi- you'll find are those who focus on who they are in Him. It's going to bring a depth to them because they're not occupied with the mental. Right. Yeah. They're, not, they're not occupied with the natural. Yeah. They're not occupied with mm-hmm. their, the outward. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, we all still live in a natural body, but we're, dom- we're to be dominated by the greater one in us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So instead of drawing on your flesh when you're faced with a circumstance, draw on the life in you. Draw on the success that is in you. You don't have to ask him for success. Success is in you. It's in you. Draw on it. And you won't draw on something you're not mindful about. You won't draw on something that you're not talking about. Yeah. Amen. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. He's in me, strengthening me. So I draw on his strength, not, not on what my flesh offers. Amen. He is our success. Um, I know this before I go to the pulpit, before I conduct any service, I'm mindful of this. And I say, God, in Nancy Dufresne, I'm talking about the flesh. In Nancy Dufresne, there's nothing for these people. But in the God in Nancy Dufresne, there's everything. There's everything for these people. So I'm not going to go out and draw on me. 
I draw on the greater one in me. That is grace. That's grace. Drawing on the greater one that's in you instead of drawing on the flesh or the mind or the motions. God gave you your emotions not to lead you. Amen. 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 John chapter 14 and verse 10. Jesus made this statement. He said, the father that dwelleth in me. Listen to that. See, he, he, Jesus made confessions. <laughs> he confessed things. He, and what's he saying? The father dwells in me. How come he's talking about it outwardly? Because he's thinking about it. It's part of his thought life. Because here he had a human body. He had flesh like we do. But he was mindful. It's not just this flesh. It's who's in this flesh. He said, the father that dwells in me. He dwells there. He's not coming and going. He's not visiting. He dwells there. He's in you. If you're born again, he's in you. He dwells in you. Draw on and talk about and focus on who dwells in you, not what's coming against you. He said, the father that dwelleth in me, he does the work. He does the works. All those healings, all those miracles worked. Jesus said, that didn't come out of my flesh. That came out of the father that dwells in me. I, I allowed the father that was in, that's in me to flow through me. That's what I drew on. This is righteousness living people. This is in him living. Yeah. Instead of being mindful of the past that holds you back Mm -hmm. and and keeps you ever mindful of flesh, emotions, feelings, and every time you talk about them, they just stir up. And so people think that they're more emotions and feelings than spirit, but they're not. They're spirit beings. We are spirit beings. And Jesus said, the father that dwells in me, he does the works. If Jesus said that, we need to say that. The Father in me, He's doing the work. He's the one bringing His plan to pass in my life. All I do is agree with Him. I draw on Him. I yield to Him. I allow Him to flow out. But you can't do that if all you're doing is holding to this mess back here. Amen. Learn to make Jesus' confession about his spiritual life, your confession. Yes. My father in me. Mm-hmm. Get up every day and say, the father in me. He dwe- the father that dwells in me. Yes. He does the works. Yes. He's the one empowering. That's He's it. the one strengthening. Right. Yeah. He's the one giving the wisdom. Right. He, it's his success. Yes. Yes. And it's mine. Amen. Amen. Our success is reclining and trusting on him. Amen. The greater one in us. You don't want to miss next time. Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.